Hello and welcome to the MVR podcast, season two, number nine. I'm Rachel Elmer. And I'm Tony Meehan. And today, Tony and I are going to be talking about new authority in schools. No surprise there then, Tony. No. Education education and uh, schools, that's going to be our topic. So, as always, it's really interesting, Tony, if you would just do a little personal intro as to who you are and an introduction as to why we're talking about that today in our in our podcast. Yes, uh, well, I'm Tony Meehan. Um, uh, I'm an MVR practitioner with uh, Partnership Projects. Um, my background, however, is in teaching. I have have nearly 30 years in teaching. And that ranged from uh, mainstream school, 20 years in a mainstream school, and finishing up with uh, nine years as head of a pupil referral unit. Now, for those who don't know, a pupil referral unit is a school for mainly for pupils who have been excluded from mainstream schools. So my experience there really has informed all my thinking around uh, 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 behaviour and approaches to authority. Super. Um and a grand job you did too. Well, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> so today we're talking about new authority in schools. What does that mean, Tony? New authority in schools. Well, I think uh, I new, new authority uh, in schools is something which uh, I, I came across with MVR because it's part and parcel of the MVR package, so to speak. And I think uh, by conceptualizing authority, as Haim Omar has done, around the NVR process and its components, uh, which we know well, de-escalation, vigilant care, avoiding isolation and creating support networks, concepts like persistence and resistance instead of trying to fix the child and the situation now, relational gestures instead of rewards. And I think Heimomer has created a model of authority uh, that is timely and fits our current view of society. Framing new authority around the concept of presence is hugely important. And its design offers an alternative to old authority at a point where many schools as in the case of many families, are struggling for an alternative to old authority and consequently their only option seems to be to double down on old authority measures, to systematize it, package it in a manner that... And this leads to exclusion of many of the young people we deal with, those with attachment issues, with uh, uh, adverse childhood experiences, those who who are you know seen as new, neurodivergent, for example, and it appeals to me f- because it f- focuses on the person, the authority embodied in the person mm-hmm. in a classroom as the primary source of authority, offering that anchoring function that is so often needed. So it's not based on systems or the expectations of a behavior policy, but the person, the figure of authority 
the embodiment of authority in the classroom. That, there's, that's my opening statement. If you want to pull that apart, happily for you to do that. I love the description of the concepts within new authority um, used in schools. What would you say would be the strongest concept then out of all of those that you listed? Well, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, uh, Haim Omer sees a presence as being, you know, the f a good starting point for um, uh, uh, developing new authority. And, you know, for me, once you get your head around the, an understanding of what we mean by, by, by presence, I think we are able to really develop ideas that are much more acceptable within the classroom. So one of the, the main things, we've already discussed it at length, you know, uh, is vigilant care. That understanding of having a, a, a real understanding of how to be in the classroom and in a school. But what I found, you know, getting ready for this, Rachel, was... Um, the understanding of authority is not well well sketched out in schools. And this is my point about uh, when I started in, as a teacher, I don't recall any time anybody sitting down and saying to me how to behave or to be in a classroom. Having authority was assumed you are a teacher so therefore you have authority now okay that's over 30 years ago okay but and i'm not sure it's moved on much further since and this is why i think what Haimoma has done is really really interesting and really important and very attractive as a model i would say for schools nowadays looking for alternatives, you know, a model that is actually based on empathy, on relationships, and is authentic. How does then, I'm just thinking as you were talking around my predominant work with, with families. Yeah. And how my, my role is to coach families to that place of understanding the difference between parental control parental authority and for me there's a real versus control versus authority for parents to make that shift because I think on a parenting position to have parental control isn't isn't okay that leads to escalation yeah. and other complexities in the relationship to control anyone but self um, is is problematic so guiding and coaching parents to that position of having strong parental authority I wonder what the difference is in schools, how teachers have authority. Is that seen as teacher control or is it seen as teacher authority? Because for me, there's two stark different positions there. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. And again, one of the things we know and I've learned from being an MVR practitioner is being explicit about the, the idea that we cannot control the pupil. We cannot control the child. 
they may choose to con comply. They may, uh, there may be a range of reasons for them to go along with what we want from them, and most of them do. Let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the idea of authority is what one which I'm really interested in because uh, I remember uh, as a working in a pro interviewing people for the, for jobs out there and they would tell me long stories about how they strongly they feel about working with these children and they they, they want to work they want to give the best for them and I just wanted them to know can they teach Mm. Are you able to teach? Because what I wanted to say to them, I did say to them was, look, we will work with you to man help you manage yourself in the classroom. And I say that self deliberately with emphasis because, again, I want to drag it back to presence. Mm -hmm. well, again, what I'm really interested in NVR as a concept is how Haim Omer defines presence on three levels. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where authority derives from. Personal mm -hmm. embodied authority. Mm -hmm. One, the physical. And most teachers listening to this will say, I do that. Yeah. Be among your, your pupils. Your Connect with them every day. Every single person person in there needs to be connected with make eye contact with every single one and from a vigilant care perspective register who may not be you know giving you direct eye contact or maybe looking away or not happy the second level of presence is the embodied presence and i love this idea because what it does it enables you to step into a situation with a teacher, a new teacher, and saying, you will feel anxious, mm. and that's okay. Own that anxiety. We will work with you around it. We will work with you so that step by step you will grow in presence in the classroom, and by that I mean you will grow in authority. And, of course, then the third aspect of presence is the systemic presence you will have a support network around you and what we're saying is is we don't want you losing it we don't want you feeling as if you know you can get angry shouting like being angry is okay but you're not to lose it you maintain control over yourself and i think this having this understanding of where support also comes down to a manner of how you are going to be supported. And I love the idea uh, of uh, um, uh, the, the notion that, and I've done this, by the way, with, mm. I said, here's how we're going to support you. I will drop in a planned drop in don't forget, so much is pre-planned in MVR. Mm. And I will look at you. And if things are going are difficult, that's fine. I will simply say to you, is everything okay? And your response is, could you just stay for 10 minutes while I get the class settled? And then I will take a seat. I will observe what's going on, but I won't be necessarily intervening. Because my presence 
as I found out, will be enough to settle the class. And then I want you to say to me, okay, thank you. I've got this 10 minutes later. It's okay for you to leave. And I will say, yeah, fine. Everything okay. That's great. I'll drop in 15, 20 minutes later. Now, what that means is that your presence has grown. You're borrowing presence mm. from me, the senior member of staff, mm. but I'm intervening. And in that time, your presence will rise by that much, a small amount. And then this may happen several times, but it's, you're not isolated. So all of a sudden, this concept of presence becomes something that's explainable and then this becomes then the culture the i versus the we in mm. this school does that sort of answer your question rachel you know it what i mean it does so beautifully tony and I, and as as you're talking i'm thinking about um so that's so that's an experience for the for the teaching staff yeah. to acknowledge where they need support to identify what the support it is they need and to to work within that. So I'm curious what the children see then. What do the children see? What they see is a senior member of staff being invited. Mm, I wanted <laughs> into yeah classroom mm. being invited to Sorry. take seats mm. being invited to leave and no necessary interaction has happened to indicate that the senior member of staff is required to intervene that's key that. absolutely key now, one of the other things, and I was reading recently, you know, uh, of where Haimoma talks about, I think Peter talks quite a lot about, um, you know, working alongside uh, uh, new teachers in a very unobtrusive manner. So you're there on their shoulder at their request. So even if there's a phone call may, having to be made to a difficult parent, there is somebody sitting beside you literally just to be present with you and maybe to talk through how the, the, the phone call is going and to give you cues. But at no point, obviously, unless it gets dangerous or, or it gets, uh, you know, physically uh, uh, challenging, is that member of staff intervening. Now, this requires, Rachel, as you know, an agreed set of values yeah. and beliefs in a school. And it is not straightforward. But for me, again, I keep referring back to my experience in Peru, it became absolutely critical in our dealing with young people who basically would just tell you in a range of expletives where to get get off you you had to have embodied authority you could not get away with saying well i'm a teacher you just need to follow do what i tell you to do 
you couldn't get away with because we we had to stop uh, you know rewards and sanctions just did not work that you know uh you know it, 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 they, we had pupils coming in on a daily basis trying to get excluded because they just wanted to go home mm. and they knew and re regularly I was told, like, I'm just coming in because if I don't come in, um, the, the, the education welfare will be on my case, on my mom's case, and she might get a fine. I'm only in here, but then I will do whatever it requires to get sent home. So you come to that point where you have to find something else, something completely different. And I think that then requires a different set of uh, approaches and an understanding of authority. Mm -hmm. Now, I have of the firm belief that this is not just for pupil referral units, it's for all schools. Every pupil, every, sorry, every teacher, every member of staff who sets foot into any classroom has to be giving off something that sends a signal this person needs to be reckoned with. And I'm not talking about, about aggression or, 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 or yeah. physical, anything. There is something about this person that gives you reason to pause. Okay? I'm, I'm, I feel if I'm waffling on a bit here. Like, you know. Not at all. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking that when we, when we talk about presence with families, that it's something that that runs in every session that we we uh, we, we undertake. Yes, yes. There's there's not a one sure fine thing that we would do. You know, stand on your leg and hop three times, and you've got presence. You know, it's certainly something that's grown. And you describe the you know the three elements of of embodied presence and systemic presence and the physical presence. You know, you can see me. I am here. Yeah. So, so every teacher has that, um, the embodied presence. And I can think of many ways of which I've had to bear my own anxieties and still hold my ground and to still remain. And and alongside that, we're, we're sort of also working within in the um, pretext of being nonviolent. Yes. So it's, so it's not just about. Oh, yeah. Exactly, you know, so it's not just about, okay, I'm here, you can see me, there's the physical presence. And the embodied presence is, you know, I'm bearing my anxieties as a newly qualified teacher, but I'm going to do that aggressively, or I'm going to do that with aggression and violence. And violence by that, we mean any behavior that is deemed harmful. Yeah. So, do you want to say a bit more about that? It's interesting because the whole concept of, of, um, how you respond, not like I've used that word too often, concept. How we respond is very interesting. What I, I have found working with families has taught me a lot. And I think we talk about de-escalation as, as a, a, one of our tools that we use within the MVR toolkit. And many people would argue, well, I, I do de-escalation. Mm. But what is your when you give permission to a member of staff not to respond immediately in order to fix a situation, that is very powerful. 
I mean, the pen program, I think, is it, I can't remember who, who, who is it? Uh, Amy, Amiel and Naimon, I think, have written the, 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 the pen program, which stands for Presence, Empowerment and Net Support. Mm-hmm. And they talk about a concept called the bookmark. And we do this as well. Deferred, strike when the iron's cold, deferred response. And the bookmark basically is saying to teachers, there is no need to respond in the moment. What you will do is acknowledge to the, ch- to the child that this is not acceptable, but uh, we are both not in a good place to deal with this, but we've come back to it. So, and, and I think that's key. You're not saying... As a result of what's happened now, you're going to get fired off to a detention. You're not. You're saying, I will come back to this when I am ready. This allows you to go and get support and talk it through. And this then allows you to go off and find that child, not when they're expecting it. Mm. And all of a sudden, there's a different conversation to be had. And I just find that really fascinating, the de-escalation aspect of NVR and allowing yourself to, to let things go. Because, of course, then people will say, oh, well, you can't let things go. You have to deal with it there and then because you, 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 you will appear weak. And I absolutely dispute that. There's that key thing, isn't there, that, that understanding that if we don't address in the moment, then that brings up many um genders doesn't it yeah we're weak we're weak we've lost face you know that we are unable to control a classroom so all of that negative language that sits within a different position so the position i choose to take is to come back to this later yeah but by doing that my peers may deem me as these you know as 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 all of these um descriptive you know positions and it's how how teachers can overcome that how can teachers and it has to come from a collective position whole school and there undoubtedly um i think what you often find is situations where young teachers look to older staff members who have already incorporated into being that sort of institutional authority mm. uh, where they have been around for a long time they know the ropes the, the, the pupils know well how they're going to respond etc etc and sometimes that's not helpful particularly with for new staff and this is important that the new any new staff or any staff who uh, are feeling that they want to try another approach, feel that they have, um, I use that word again, authority mm. to defer. I will come back to this. And I think you're right. It is important that a culture exists within a school that allows that, that you're not seen as weak, that there isn't a sort of um, a sense that this is frowned upon by certain older members of staff and and i'm afraid this happens and i think the the other side of this is what i want to emphasize is this this does not mean there are no systems in place there are systems in place Mm, mm. however 
I would be saying to new staff, and I'm saying whether they're experienced new staff or inexperienced new staff is, yes, we have systems, but the main source of authority is you, embodied in you, and we want to develop that sense of authority in you. And it is one that it is based upon MVR principles, new authority. We work things out together. There isn't an automatic response that this is going to happen. Uh, if you, know, you, you don't bring your pen into school, uh, you know, so therefore you have a detention. And that might sit uncomfortably with you. Well, that, that brings up the, the next sort of thought I'd, I'd made in my notes was about the consequences versus punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot in these podcasts about these different principles, but how I think um, parents and teachers alike yeah. may feel confused by those different positions. Again, um, you know, the consequence for not bringing in your pen is there's a detention. Well, is that a consequence or is that a punishment? Well, it's, it's both. I, I, I don't I don't distinguish between those. What I do distinguish between is uh, consequence f- slash punishment slash sanction and response. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that there is a response when there is, a, 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 you know, something major is happening. And whereas the bookmark means that you can come back to it and make a, a decision about how to respond. And it might be that this is... Uh, like I've had enough of this because it's been going on time and time again. You're interrupting my class. Right? So therefore I need to respond in a particular manner that draws in parents that draws in other members of staff that involves making repar- reparation. Yeah. So the, 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 the idea that MVR is a soft option really has to be knocked on the head because I think what Haim Omer has done by, uh, uh, as I say, I'm using it again, conceptualizing authority is given the lie to that idea that it's a soft option. It is not because we know we're drawing a net around the child that is supportive but doesn't let them off the hook. And as we know... There's so much more to this uh, new authority in schools than this 26 minutes that we've been talking about. <laughs> I just thought, I just looked at the time again. I thought, what? I know, I know. We're drawing to a close. Um, b- before we do, I want to just say thank you, Tony. And I'm, I'm, you know, really appreciate you giving up time and coming to uh, be a guest on the podcast. And I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Um, because there has been some uh, enthusiasm about your podcasts. Um, But before we leave, I would just like to bring attention to the NVR Association. There's a conference, a free conference coming up uh, on the 14th of May on a Saturday in Eastbourne Tennis Club, Yep. of which, Tony, you are doing a um, presentation, I believe. Yep. So for anybody who wants to see Tony uh, in action live, um, please come to the International Lawn Tennis Club Centre in College Road in Eastbourne. 
Um, it's a free event. You need to register on the MVR um, website, which you can find is the mvrassociation.org. Um, spaces are limited. Um, you need to become a member, of which is a really small joining fee uh, to become a member. Um, and we have some very interesting um, order of that day. Uh, Peter Jacob um, will be doing a keynote. Um, we've got Haim Omer. Um, doing a live link from Israel. Um, we have other presenters, a colleague um, from Partnership Projects, Jill Lubienski, will be doing some MVR with yoga, um, which is going to be really interesting, embodying um, movement. And Tony, you're going to be doing a presentation on, guess what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. And this is quite, you know, just has helped sort of sharpen my focus around uh, the uh, NVR, uh, new authority versus old authority, the understanding we have of new authority and how it can benefit uh, teachers, schools, parents. Uh, as you know, um, my, my experience has been mainly of old authority find looking for ways uh, to do things differently and i believe this goes a long way towards it it does it does so thank you tony thanks again for your time and um i will see you in the conference in a couple of weeks of which i'm hoping you'll have some people tapping your shoulder saying i listen to your podcast <laughs> this is really interesting okay okay, okay. okay rachel great to talk to you again and you.